You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Welcome to Triviality, the only podcast made with real, ethically sourced Neil. Nice to see you, Neil. How are you doing? Good to see you, too. I'm I'm moist, and I've been massaged with different uh, essential oils, so I could be ready for today. Jeff, how smells you doing? of patchouli. No, I smell patchouli. Oh, it's you. I smell of lavender. Oh, do you smell okay. of lavender? Not today. What 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 do we smell of for real? I smell. I of, do have sort of a herbal patchouli sort of vibe going on. I smell of Arctic Rush speed stick. Since okay. people really care, what do you uh, think? I have a vaguely woodsy vibe. Generally, a woodsy vibe. Sandalwood, cedar. Mm. There's one thing about you. It's always that you're very woodsy. But now we're in the studio, so it just smells like ass. It does. Yeah, the sweat lodge. But, but uh, you failed to say hello to our fine audience, so hello. Hello, audience. Fine audience. Yes. Oh, and uh, Matt, what does Matt smell like? Matt smells like uh, hog because he's actually uh, working in a barn right now. He is. So hopefully he'll be able to wash that off, or maybe he likes it. I don't know. Uh, Neil, congratulations are in order. Thank you. Because your book's out. Yep. The, the book just came out uh, <laughs> recently. But more, but more importantly, you just got married. I did just get married. Yes. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. You, uh, Jeff, and and Matt were there uh, to see it all happen, so it wasn't like I was lying. It actually did happen. Yeah. So. I, I should hope so. You and Colleen have been together for like 5,000 years. 14 years. 14 years, yeah. 14 years. Yeah, we got, uh, for anyone who cares, we got married in a vintage movie theater, which was fun. It was movie-themed, movie-Broadway-themed. It was, and, it was, it was guess. very, <laughs> very themed, but it was also very appropriate for the very two Very classy, them, so. very nice uh, ceremony, Thank reception, you. All, all around classy evening. And uh, we have some classy guests today. Classic. We do have some very classy guests today. Uh, The first of which is coming to us from Langster, Pennsylvania. Uh, He is an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. Joe Peeler, how are you, Joe? Doing great, guys. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, The audience at home won't be able to see this, but before we started recording, we noticed you had a really nice forest background uh, behind you that is a physical background. It's not a a zoom special background or anything like that so we love the commitment to the bit here but yeah he's, um, he's in a forest for this recording so. he is so he's he's a man of of the of nature really so uh tell us a little bit about yourself sure uh my name is joe peeler uh i live in lancaster pennsylvania but i'm originally from rochester new york i am a uh, supply chain consultant i work mostly with hospitals health networks i help design getting the supplies in and out efficiently um travel a lot for work so your guys' podcast definitely helps fill the travel hours. I'm uh, awesome. also a big poker awesome. player, and uh, I try to play as often as I can, live and online. 
Um, love trivia. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, great. Uh, as we, we turn over the flop or the hand, are those the terms, Ken? Uh, the river. I usually drive the river. The river yeah. um, are but, we doing poker? Uh, well, maybe. I don't know anything about Texas Hold'em. Um, I just try to keep the Hold'em going. Uh, but Joe, uh, you wanted, uh, just like your job, an efficient partner, uh, someone who is going to get it done. And you chose Ken today. But Ken, um, you decided what uh, your team name was going to be today and sort of a theme for today. Yeah. So since we were all at your wedding and there was a lot of mention of romantic comedies, we're going to go with 27 Guesses. 27 Guesses based off the Catherine Heigl, James Marsden movie. Knocked tw- up. 20, yeah, knocked oh. up. 27 uh, Dresses. 27 How Dresses. You, that is clearly the um, Judy Greer Judy Greer, yeah. And Ju- Judy Malin Greer Ackerman. Malin Ackerman, yep. Ed, <laughs> Ray in that? Yeah. Ed Burns is also in it, yeah. The only reason I do that is because of the supercut at Neil's Wedding. Mm. So. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Jeff, you chose our team name today. We're going to be partnering today since Matt isn't here. And what did you go with? Yeah, we're going to do uh, How to Lose a Quiz in 10 Ways. All right. We'll I'd, find out. Yeah, we definitely will find out. But we need a host. And uh, coming to meet cute us all the way to the beginning of today's game from Colorado Springs, uh, a new resident over there to join... Uh, the wonderful football program at uh, Colorado University with uh, Deion Sanders here, uh, music <laughs> teacher, about? Uh, is Alex. How are you, Alex? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you talked about being a music teacher, which is great. We have uh, just such love for all of our music teachers. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what you're doing in Colorado Springs. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, my name is Alexander Javizian. I just moved here from the Fort Lauderdale area. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm a music teacher. Um, I've been teaching for this is my seventh year. And um, I also, um, I didn't mention this before, but um, by night, I am actually a professional trivia writer. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say you're a wrestler. Yeah, like, I thought you were about to say oh. wrestler too for some reason. I don't know why. He's a professional yeah, trivia wrestler? <laughs> because our, our other teacher wrestler friend. Yeah, Bill Begaman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that too. Um, but no, um, I write for two companies. One my friend Justin owns. Um, they're actually hosting trivia tonight in Boca Raton, Florida uh, at the Irishman. If any of you are big trivia fans and live trivia and want to go out and support him, uh, it's totally awesome. It's always a great scene there. Um, he calls We call it Einstein Trivia. And then I write for a nationwide company called uh, Trivia Lab. Oh, nice. As well. And your yeah. friend uh, who works at the Irishman, does everyone who enter the bar get de-aged? Oh, they totally do. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's After a few drinks. There. After a few drinks, yeah. That's the only reason you'd get me in Boca Raton. Well, I'm just... Oh, I'm yes. just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm just dying <laughs> to get to this uh, game. So how about we get the rules? The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Well, we just heard the rules, uh, so let's throw it back to Alex, and let's have uh, 27 guesses versus how to lose a quiz in 10 ways. All right, let's uh, rock and roll here. Question number one is literature. The title of what 1990 collection of short stories refers to the following items? Letters from a girl named Martha, a hotel-sized bar of soap, tranquilizers, condoms, a diary, comic books, and a hunting jacket. Okay, uh, Jeff and I have an idea. We, we think it could be right, so we're going to lock in. All right, Joe, I have a little idea, but do you have a big idea? I don't have a big idea. The, the one thing I'm thinking of 
there was that um uh that comic story about the the guy with the he asked for no bar of soap because he brought his own soap and they ended up bringing him more soap and there was I, I wasn't sure if that was part of the part of the story but mm. um, I've never heard that, that one. I don't have much. Okay. Um, I recall there was a movie uh quite a few years ago. I think it's called something like "What We Lost in the Fire" or "Things We Lost in the Fire." And just since it's a list of items, maybe that would be a good way to go. That makes sense. I like it. All right, we'll say uh, things we lost in the fire. That's a great guess. Uh, we thought it was uh, a Stephen King collection of short stories. Uh, Shawshank Redemption was in one of those. Stand By Me, I believe it was just called The Body. Mm. Um, but we could not think of the title of the short story collection, so we just said Stephen King's Cabinet of Curiosities. All right. Um, yeah, I guess uh, this is uh, 10 points to nobody here, but um, this is maybe I would point you in the right direction if I told you this was about the Vietnam War. Um, this was by Tim O'Brien. The short stories, uh, the anthology was the called things The Things We Carried. They carried. Mm. The oh, Things They Carried. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, those were the titular things that they carried. Gotcha. All right, moving on to question number two. Business. Founded in Seattle in 1938, REI is a consumer's cooperative that sells products for hiking, camping, and other outdoor hobbies. What does REI stand for? Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you'd have this. Well, I'm a I'm a customer. My only thought is Recreational Equipment International. Not sure if that lines yeah, up. Yeah, I'm I'm I mean that's a that's a decent guess, so I'd be down with it. We uh, had a very similar guess. Um, I I think it's not international. We said Recreational Equipment Incorporated, so it might be a coin toss here. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't have my camera working because my poker face was awful here uh, when you said uh, international, but it is Recreational Equipment Incorporated. I just had recreational, so. Moving on to question number three, sports. If a boxer stands with his left foot in front of him and right foot behind him, they're standing in what eight-letter stance, whose name is more commonly associated with religion rather than fighting? We can lock in here. Okay, so... Where, where left foot is in front, right mm -hmm. foot behind. Uh, S O U T H P A W. So southpaw is also eight letters, but that would be the other way. Yeah. So uh, religion rather than fighting. What eight letter word? Tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I, I have no idea. I, all I'm thinking of is the um, the Philly shell that Ken was talking about. That doesn't help us. I have no idea. I mean, I. Do you want? I mean, it's completely wrong, but we could just say Southpaw, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, if you want. Sure. Okay. Uh, Joe, I believe this would be Orthodox. Mm. Works for me. I was actually on Southpaw, so I'm I'm good with going Orthodox. Yeah, you nailed that one right on the head. It is Orthodox. So the other way to stand would be unorthodox, which would make sense. <laughs> What's the, the the one we always make fun of, like in the uh, skating games and the um, Goofy? Yeah, yeah, Goofy, goofy yeah. There's regular and goofy. Regular and goofy. Well, there's also uh, which which foot you push with, the front foot or the back foot. Okay. Right? That's another thing. And it's uh, if it's the front foot that you're pushing with, it's called Mongo. Okay. Which is pretty wild. So you could be but Goofy my Mongo. Friend, my friend growing up was Goofy Mongo, and it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete opposite of what a normal skate position looks like. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to question number four, film. What actor made a brief cameo as a music producer, Ray Foster, in the film Bohemian Rhapsody? 
In a rather apropos moment, Foster says that the titular song is not one that, quote, teenagers can crank up the volume in their cars and bang their heads to. Joe, any initial thoughts here? Well, it's taking me to Wayne's World. Um, so I'd assume it's uh, you know what? someone from there, Mike Myers. Yeah, not, now that you say that, I'm pretty sure I remember in the movie it was Mike I Myers. I thought he was in, in, in some makeup, I think, but okay. yeah, I think it's Mike Myers. Let's go with that. Yeah, Jeff wrote down Haddonfield on my paper, and I said, oh, Mike Myers. So we locked in. Yep, you were correct. It was Mike Myers. I did get a few playtesters that had it said it was like a coin flip between him and Dana Carvey, but they went with the right one. Oh, yeah, Mike Myers loves uh, playing a British person because his family is from the he UK. He loves a quick cameo, too. Oh, yeah, loves a quick cameo. Oh, yes. Come get a donut. I mean, you just, you just want to get in, get out. Glorious Bastards right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Glorious Bastards, yep. Yeah. Uh, question number five, history. The songs Davidian by Machine Head. Amen by Sepultura and Lone Star Song by Grant Lee Buffalo are all inspired by an event that took place 13 miles outside what U.S. city? All right. Well, what I can uh, tell you about some of these bands is Machine Head, pretty heavy. Sepultura, pretty heavy. Grant Lee Buffalo, don't know. But uh, I'm seeing some Texas themes as well. Yeah, I saw Lone Star. That was taking me down to Texas. Uh, Should we pick a city in Texas? Based on Davidian, I would say maybe it's Waco, Texas. Is that for the branch Davidian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we agree. We said Waco, Texas. Yeah, the good thing about this question is you don't need to know the songs or the bands to get there, but they all point to the standoff at Waco, Texas. Speaking of a standoff, after five questions, we're tied at 30. Very nice. Question number six, television. Amazon seems to hold a monopoly on TV shows dealing with the topic of what would it be like if superheroes were real, but we didn't romanticize it the same way Marvel and DC does. But what actor and comedian has served as the executive producer of Invincible, The Boys, for two episodes, and its spinoff, Diabolical? He also appeared as himself in a few episodes of The Boys and voiced an alien on Invincible. Uh, I think we can lock in here unless you have... uh have a thought on this one yeah go for it do you know this one jeff i do not offhand so i believe uh the boys is produced uh by a company run by evan goldberg and who's a writer uh but his best friend is the head of the company which is seth rogan so i think it's seth rogan didn't he have a hand in uh preacher too yeah they created preacher yep yeah Mm -hmm. so we also said seth rogan Uh, (laughs) yes this is seth rogan (laughs) Sorry, just waiting for it. Alex is waiting for it too, I think. Moving on to question number seven, art. Depicting four people in a diner on a dimly lit street, Nighthawks is the iconic painting on display at the Art Institute of Chicago by what American painter? Uh, We are locked in. Good thing it's Colleen's favorite artist too. Really? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a lot else on display. He doesn't. It's all hidden in garages. Or they. No, I think Ken knows it. Yeah. Do you, do you have an in- inclination on this one? No, I I love the painting, and I I, I think I'm gonna know when I hear it. But yeah, I can't pull it right now. But yeah, if you have anything, that'd be great. Okay. This artist was also the bad guy in Speed, I believe. Also in Blue Velvet too. <laughs> Blue Velvet. He loves Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's uh, Edward? Hopper. Hop- yeah, it's Edward Hopper, but <laughs> it's not Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, we put Hopper, yeah. We said Edward Hopper. Yes, this was Edward Hopper. Yeah, I don't know how many of his other paintings people have seen, but 
it's all just weird isolationism Mm -hmm. and people just sitting by themselves and gives a weird vibe to it yeah also the bad guy in uh, bug's life i think yeah yeah (laughs) question number eight is mythology i want you to complete the following analogy medusa is to perseus the nemean lion is to hercules the minotaur of crete is to who all right what do you know about uh, mythology not much i'm not contributing much here today but yeah so i think the minotaur thing was in the labyrinth right yep and that was the same myth as icarus flying out of the labyrinth with the wings yeah yes so it was icarus and his dad his dear old pops yeah so i would go with one of those two okay um daedalus yeah let's go with daedalus He was on the next generation of Star Trek, right? Um, we we wrote down Pericles, Theseus, and Jason, and uh, Jeff kind of closed his eyes, stuck his finger around, and circled Jason. So we went with Jason. Yeah. So um, Daedalus, Icarus's father, was the one that constructed the labyrinth that trapped the Minotaur. And I did hear the right name being thrown out. But Crap! The, is it Theseus? It was Theseus. Theseus oh, the one so that killed sorry. the Minotaur. I, I had no idea. That's okay. I just picked the only Minotaur legend I could recall, but I'm sure there's more than one. Question number nine, music. In a rather ironic moment, the drummer of what band was arrested in 2014 for attempting to hire a hitman to kill two people? It is not known whether or not he was able to negotiate the deal at a below average rate. And for a bonus point, I want you to name the drummer. All right, Jeff and I um, thought about it, and we have an answer. We think we know the drummer's name as well. Uh, all I can think of, Joe, is uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap here. So maybe we should say ACDC. I was trying to think of an ironic band name, though. Yeah, below average rate. I was thinking Cheap Trick, but I don't know. Dirty Deeds I don't might think be so. the move. Yeah. Maybe if he was arrested for prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess let's go ACDC. I don't know the name of the drummer, though. Yeah, I can't place that. Yeah, let's go with ACDC. I don't, I don't remember that, though. Yeah, we, we also locked in with ACDC, and, uh, the drummer, uh, even though he likes to slap at the bass, uh, he prefers the drums. We said Phil Rudd. Yeah, um, so the correct answer was, in fact, ACDC. Mm. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. That's what I was kind of getting at. And yes, the uh, drummer was Phil Rudd. How did you know that? Well, I like ACDC a lot, and uh, once I but, heard it was Phil Rudd, know, but you didn't know he killed, he hired a hitman. I knew none of that. I just knew because he plays the same beat basically every time. But I just knew that his last name was Rudd, and you know, hmm. you know my history with Paul Rudd, so I just that's how I remembered it. Yeah, P. Rudds. Yeah. All right. Question number ten is science. Sorry. <laughs> when when oh. before he goes out on stage, does he look in the mirror and say? Show me that stick. <laughs> take a <laughs> I love that. Uh, Phil actually, at the, I know it's, we're talking about the wedding here again, but Phil was doing an impression of that movie you're talking about, which is Wanderlust, but he was talking about the chips and guac. And he's like, I'm going to dip the chip. <laughs> Give me some of that guac. Which is funny. <laughs> Question number 10 is science. Named after a British scientist. What is the name of the two-by-two grid used to determine the genetic outcomes of an offspring having a particular genotype? Neil, take five. I think I got this one. All right. So Jeff's locked in. 
Is this one uh, rolling around in your head? I think so. Is that uh, uh, some kind of square? Is it a pendant square? Or a... Uh... I think you're close. Um, that kind of jogged my memory. So I do work at a school as well, so I do come across some of this information from time to time to refresh my memory, and I think it's Punnett Squares. Some good teamwork over there, figuring that answer out. Jeff, it was all by yourself on this one. Yeah, uh, so in that case, I agree. Punnett Squares. You are both correct. It is a Punnett Square. After the first round, both teams picking up 40 points, and like question five, it is still a standoff. Totals are at 70 to 70 going into the swing round. Before we do that, we just want to thank all of our patrons uh, for helping us out here on the show. We love creating all of that extra content that you get each month, like the crop drop and the monthly Patreon bonuses. But also, if you are a patron, you do get all of our main feed episodes ad-free, our newest ones. And uh, for uh, as little as $5 a month, you get all of those extra bonus audio content uh, into your preferred podcast player. Jeff, um, we talk about patrons all the time, and uh, what are we doing right now uh, to sort of celebrate patrons uh, with even more trivia that is appearing every week for 24 weeks? Wow, this is very atypical for Neil, who usually just leads people up to just stumble, but you led me right into a slam dunk for a plug about our blood sport competition, which is back for a season three. Really excited about that. It's been going really well. Last season, we had eight competitors. The year before, we had six i think yep and this time we decided okay we'll add a few so we did 32 and it's sponsored by and participated in by our supporters right our patrons by our yeah. patrons so all 32 competitors in this year's blood sport or this season of blood sport because we didn't really do one last year uh they are um they come from our our patron pool patron so. pool the patron pool and they're from all around the world too so i'll say is a pretty pool yeah, it is a it is a nice pool, but yeah, if you'd Should like to join the crop drops really quick too, we could. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the crop drops. It's an ask me anything formatted uh, show. Usually it runs about thirty minutes, and there's a ton of them. There's a lot to. There are a lot of We've fun. We've done a lot of them. You just have to subscribe for and what one dollar. Keep asking us, yeah, great or questions. five dollars. Five dollars for the crop drops. One dollar for ad free episodes. There you go. And uh, for think about it, people. I, I do want to give a nice little shout out to all of our patrons who who hear these episodes ad free because they they commented uh, on the Discord on the crop. Why are we still getting Patreon ads? Because we're already on Patreon, but uh, that's because we like to leave them in for fun and we add a, a little less extra Easter eggs and things like that for all of you. So thank you for for asking about it. But yeah, if you like to join, I mean, it also makes it easier to not have to publish two separate. Uh, <laughs> Well, that, that too, tricks, yes. But don't make the editor angry. Yeah, don't make the editor angry. But if you'd like to join them, go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcasts. And uh, very quickly... I do um, at least take out the part that says support us on Patreon from the, okay. the show notes. Yes. So. Uh, but uh, very quickly, definitely join us on the crop and on our Discord to kind of hang out with other Triviality listeners. We'd love to see you there to hang out and have some fun. So, Alex, uh, what kind of swing round uh, do you have in store for us today? This is going to be a fun one. I like to call it, you're going to need a hellhammer to build this one. I'm going to give you a list of 12 names. I want you to tell me if it is either a European metal band or a reasonably priced Ikea item. <laughs> okay. Uh, Never was there spell... a better category. Yes. And I will spell out each one, and I apologize to both bands and the Ikea Corporation if uh, I mispronounce any of them. Okay. Uh, number one, Nalgfar. N. A G L F A R. Why didn't Two. I think this would be easy? <laughs> Suger. T S J U D E R. 
Number three, Veskin. V-E-S-K-E-N. Number four, Iljarn. I-L-D-J-A-R-N. Five, Ulver. U-L-V-E-R. Six, Drotnar. D-R-O-T-T-N-A-R. Number seven, Trolldom. T-R-O-L-L-D-O-M. Eight, Nort. N-O-R-T-T. Nine, Campfar. K-A-M-P-F-A-R. Ten, Lack. L-A-C-K. Eleven, Varhand. T-V-A-R-H-A-N-D. And number twelve, God Morgan. G-O-D-M-O-R-G-O-N. So, no, no mom. No mom. No Billy Bookcase. No Billy Bookcase, yeah. Too bad. Uh, But we have these, uh, if anybody here speaks Swedish, uh, you might be in big trouble. But uh, here we have uh, our uh, questions. We'll be right back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. We are back from our commercial break, and uh, we have our answers. We both used a strange strategy. What was your strategy? One of our strategies was the way that Alex was uh, pronouncing some of the, the names, and we thought that if it was different from what was spelled, that maybe it was a band that Alex listened to, and he mm. knew exactly how to pronounce it. Well, we th- we had a hunch on a couple IKEA items, and then we went metal all the way down just to try to hedge the bet. Well, Alex, why don't you uh, take it away? And uh, give us these one by one. We'll tell you what we put. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so number one was Nalfar. Yeah, we just uh, said Ikea. 
metal. This is a Swedish melodic black death band. This was a band. Uh, number two was Suger. Uh, we said metal. Yeah, this one we said was a band. We thought it was uh, that that strategy we talked about. Yeah, uh, number two is a Norwegian black metal band, Suger. Uh, number three, Veskin. We went Ikea with this one. Yep, we went Ikea as well. Um, yes, the Veskin is a shelf unit for fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> That's why we know it so uh, well. Yes. Question number four was Iljarn. We said metal. Uh, we said band. This is a black metal band from Norway. Uh, question number five, Ulver. Again, metal. Uh, this one we went Ikea. So Ulver is a black folk metal band from Norway, and now he does a bunch of synth pop stuff. I thought you were going to say he was a black metal band from Nori, but now he does no, a bunch of furniture. And <laughs> yeah. now he's also the name of an Ikea item, so we'll get points. <laughs> I really was trying to see if there was a black metal band or a European metal band that had the same name as an Ikea product, so I could have made it Ikea metal band or both. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, that would have oh been God. so tricky then. Um, also, um, while we're on the topic, Ulver of all these bands and one other is the only one I actually listen to. Oh. The rest I just found on Wikipedia pages. All right. <laughs> Question number six, Drotnar. Uh, metal. But I'm we... afraid our streak might come to an end sometime soon. <laughs> we said band. Uh, yes, Drotnar is an extreme metal band from Sweet. Norway. Question number seven, Trolldom. Sticking with metal. We said the same. This is actually a 38 by 38 inch quilted blanket for $24.99. I hope that you were going to say 38 by 38 inch metal band from Norway. <laughs> it could be. Uh, question number eight, Nort. Uh, metal. We said Ikea. Nort is a funeral doom band from Denmark. I was hoping it was a funeral. You could tell he's into metal because of all the subgenres he's yes. mentioned. Funeral <laughs> Doom is a subgenre? It is. There was oh. a band called Funeral and they played Doom Metal, so any band that kind of imitates them, like Death Metal with Death. Double Death. Yes. Look, if you don't know all about Mathcore, mm-hmm. then yes. I'm out. Then you so. don't know nothing. I've got my Dillinger Escape Plan shirt on right now, actually. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> That's a great band name, actually, now that I hear the name Dillinger Escape Plan. That's great. Yeah, they're a pretty good band, too. Question number nine, Kampfar. We're going this Ikea is one of the ones we thought. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ikea. That's right. I think Kampfar is like close to the founder's name, too, so we guessed Ikea. Kampfar is a metal band from Norway. Oh. Uh, question number 10 is Lack, L-A-C-K. This one I was the most positive on being an Ikea item. We said Ikea. Yep. Lock is a 43-inch wall shelf for $24.99. I'm sorry, Neil. Is Ikea boring you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I heard the word lock, it just made me yawn. I don't know why. I think I'm going to start a band called the Ikea Escape Plan. <laughs> Did you know that there uh, – do you know the, the actor Randall Park? Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, from Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, famously, Jim in that one episode of The Office. Yeah, so if you go on YouTube, uh, before he was famous, him and some other improv actors, they filmed an entire soap opera within Ikea, and no one knew about it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and they used all the uh, the bedrooms and things like that, so you should check it out. It's pretty funny. I'm hoping Ikea Escape Plan makes it as the uh, title of the show. Okay. Noted. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
we'll see what happens with the second half. But uh, number so far, uh, number eleven, Varhand had to go metal. Uh, we said band. Uh, this is actually a table lamp for twenty one ninety nine. Oh, the Varhand, the old Varhand, always at hand. And question number twelve, God Morgan. I hope this is metal because that's a great name. Yeah, we we said it was metal. Well, it's a five-piece box and lid set for $17.99. Right. And for the record, it was made of uh, plastic, so metal doesn't pull it here. So we fell off a little bit at the end, but we were able to get eight of those for 40 points, bringing us to 110. We only picked up 25 points there, so our total is 95, so we have a lead change. So it looks like Team 27 Guesses is in the lead. Sounds good. Uh, so question number one of the second half is film. Of all of Taron Egerton's roles, one of his most notable was his portrayal of Sir Elton John in the 2019 film Rocket Man. Ironically, this did not mark the first time he performed an Elton John song on the big screen. This was actually done three years earlier when he performed I'm Still Standing in what 2016 animated film? We are locked in. Was There was a lot of like pop songs in Trolls, and Neil was awfully quick on that one. And I know he's been forced to watch well i shouldn't say forced because justin timberlake's in it no i forced my nieces to watch trolls yeah okay so there's definitely force involved what do you what do you think about this yeah i'm I'm good with trolls the other one i was thinking of was um i can't remember when sing came out but there were a lot of uh pop songs in that i think just based on neil's speed i'm inclined to say trolls yeah good with that well uh with with two nieces who love um animated movies with songs with, that they get to sing. Uh, you should have gone with your partner's gut instinct on that one. We said sing. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Yeah, this was in fact sing. I also wonder if he got the role for Rocket Man because of his uh, performance of I'm Still Standing and Sing. Sure it helped. Sure it helped. Rocket Man is very good, actually. I, I liked it better than Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a hot take, I suppose. But <laughs> uh, it let Elton John, you know, his true story come out, I suppose. So. Yeah, definitely. Um Question number two, terminology. Leukophobia isn't the fear of leukemia or leukemia patients, but rather the fear of what thing, which is tied to the etymology of the word leukemia. Um, we know part of it, and we have a stupid answer as a result. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's funny. Either way, we're going to go with it. Okay. Uh, where's your jumping off point with this one, Joe? I mean, yeah, blood was, was sort of my first thought with, uh, you know, leukemia, but that may be a little too straightforward for the uh, question. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, so we know it's a blood cancer. Um, I believe uh, that has something to do with bone marrow as well, yeah? Maybe the blood cells are made in the bone marrow, something like that. What about, I was thinking either blood or bone. I like blood. It, it seems a little straightforward, but I'd, I'd say we, we go with blood. Okay, we'll go with blood. Surprised Ken didn't remember um, from the wonderful movie Lucas um, <laughs> about the origin Football. of uh, Luco, uh, which means white. Um, so we guessed that this was the fear of white people. So close. Go too far. Um, yeah, go too far. <laughs> I thought it was funny either way. Well, the reason why I say that is, you know, it, you're right. It does come from the, the name Lucos, which um, is actually white in Greek. So it's actually the fear of the color white. Oh. Mm. Again, leukemia is tied to the white blood cells. Right. Um, but yeah, oh. leukophobia is the fear of uh, color white. 
See, there. This this is my. I don't often do well on our on our shows at trivia. But your strength. But is my strength would have been stopping Jeff in. from going that far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I still thought it was funny. It was good. Uh, question number three: Fictional characters. What animated character, whose first on-screen debut was in 1989, was a prisoner of war for three years after being caught by the Viet Cong in the Battle of Khe Sanh? He is rarely referred to by his birth name. I can uh, I can lock this one in actually, Joe. It just occurred to me. Great. This is a tough. This is a tough question. I yeah. like I like it now that I figured it out though. All right, Jeff. So animated character whose first on-screen debut, which I guess could mean TV or movies, was 1989, Prisoner of War. I, initially, I was thinking it was a G.I. Joe character. Like um, I can't think of the guy's name right now. The bad guy with the the helmet where you can't see his face. Cobra. Cobra. Yeah, but I think. Uh, Jeff, um, your notes were saying that G.I. Joe must have been a lot earlier than 1989. So. Yeah, I feel like G.I. Joe appeared in the 70s. But maybe, I mean, it could be an on-screen debut later. Um, uh, that I don't know. I mean, Rambo was a prisoner of war, but that was... Animated character. Yeah, it's not animated character. It's too early for Rambo, Captain Planet. Rambo, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> right, too too early for Captain Planet. Real throat-slitting action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your fingernails are getting peeled right off. Um, yeah, I don't think Captain Planet was captured by the Viet Cong. I know no, that for I don't sure. Think so either. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We keep we keep talking about GI Joe, but we thought that he premiered like much earlier. Well, than I that. know he was a toy earlier, but maybe he wasn't on screen. Maybe he wasn't a. F- animated character until okay. eighty nine. So what we're gonna say it was the titular GI Joe. All right, so I'm a fan of The Simpsons. Um, so I'm going to say this is uh, Armin Tanzarian, also better known as Principal Skinner. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Um, when I ran this with the playtesters, I included, you know, his real name was Armin Tanzarian. And that they said that just made dark. it way too easy. Yeah. So, uh, yes, you're right. It was Principal Skinner. I didn't know he had a real, like, a full name. Oh, don't worry. They retconned that episode so hard <laughs> later. Question number four. Bizarre, and I mean bizarre, crossovers. In 2017, Alex Hawkins, the owner of an adult website, released a bizarre yet very serious letter to a pair of writers and directors. After hearing that their show on Netflix with a cult following would not be renewed, Hawkins made an offer to fund the series for a proper third season and final conclusion to stream on his website, citing their commitment to LGBT issues and the show being praised for their positive representation of LGBTQ characters. In the end, the plan never came to fruition, but named the show Hawkins attempted to acquire, and for one bonus point, named both of the individuals who created, wrote, and directed it. And I will accept their last names. Jeff, I'm pretty sure I know this one. I remember when the story came out, so we can lock in if you're good with this answer. Yes, I think that's a great answer. All right, so we're looking for something that was canceled after two, and uh, LGBTQ issues in the in the show. What do you think, Joe? Should we just tap on this one? I'm yeah, not, or yeah, do a kind it. of funny guess? I'm not sure. All right, <laughs> so let's say uh, Emily, Emily in Paris. Yeah. Or is Bridgerton still going? I think so. No, 2017. They've That's only done late. two series. I know. All right, we're tapping. We don't know. Okay, um, this one I was pretty sure was the show Sensate, uh, S-E-N-S-E-8, oh. and uh, we think it was uh, created the by the Wachowskis. The Wachowski yeah, siblings. you're right. Yep, uh, you're right. This was Sense8, um, and it was created by Lana and Lily Wachowski. 
one of those shows that I've always been told to watch. I just never got around to it, probably because I don't have a Netflix account right now. Lily. I thought her name was Leah, so I'm glad we didn't have to know first names. I, I hear that it's like the second best thing they've ever done outside the Matrix. They filmed they filmed some of it here in Chicago as well, and they did a lot of posts here in Chicago. It definitely some has people a worked cult on it. following. Like, yeah, I should check it out. Yeah, I didn't say this in the question, but I think Netflix did give it a third season. I think they gave them a movie, and um, or the deal was they were going to give them a movie, but not a third season or something, but they ended up getting both. Okay. Uh, question number five, business. Wally the Goose is the mascot for what East Coast company that was founded in 1964? Is that a goose? Can you think of another? I was just trying to, I, I always, no, that's, that's probably right. We're, yeah. we're playing that game where you're just only answering questions from whose line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we could, we can go with that. You thought of a goose mascot? Any, any thoughts here? I cannot think of a goose or maybe mascot. Maybe a goose is cooked. The only thing that uh, came to my mind was Affleck. I think that is a goose and not a duck in the commercials. Yeah. Okay. And they Where go back to '64. It's not a. It's uh, that I don't know. I have no idea about the history of Affleck. Yeah, we. Can, we can um, go that that's that's the only goose I can think of, to be honest. Yeah, let's do it. I think it's a goose, not a duck, right? I'm gonna say it's a goose. We're gonna say Affleck. Yeah, we agree. We said Affleck. Ooh. Um. Hey, Joe, quick question for you. Where are you from again? I am from Rochester, New York, originally. New York, but where do you live now? Uh, I'm in uh, Lancaster, PA. Okay, so you might actually have seen or you might know this uh, company. Um, It's also in Florida, too, and it's one of the things I miss about Florida. Um, They just started moving around there around 2017, but they're big in the East Coast. It is actually Wawa. Wawa. Yep, we got those out here. Dang. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to blame myself for that one because I've never heard of that in my whole life. You know, the great part about that answer is it is also perfectly acceptable to say after you get it wrong. Wow. 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 Well, speaking uh, of wow, wow, we uh, we closed the gap a little bit, Jeff. So we well, we picked up 21 points. And that was white people. Well, yeah, bring up, uh, bring us up to 116, and uh, the other team there uh, only picking up 10 points in the first half here, bringing their total to 120. So four points is all that separates us. Tough first half. Awesome. Uh, Round number six is history. The first Six Flags theme park was Six Flags Over Texas, opened in 1960. The name is a reference to the six different nations that govern Texas, including the United States and the Confederate States of America. For two points each, name the other nations that the remaining four flags represent. Locked in. Uh, Mexico. Mexico is one. The Republic of Texas. Sure. And then two more. I think possibly Spain. Spain? Spain seems right. Spain. And Espana. UK and... kind of had their hands on everything at some point, so maybe the UK. You think so? Mm. Okay. Yep. We'll guess UK is the last one. Or England, I guess, more specifically. England. We agree on the Republic of Texas. Um, uh, very famous. That's where they get their, you know, can-do attitude from. Um, and then uh, we said Mexico, obviously. It was a part of Mexico before the uh, Mexican-American War. Spain before that. And uh, you may or may not remember a small little purchase of Louisiana that included oh. Texas territory. We said Viva la France. 
And that is correct. The four answers were Spain, France, Mexico, and the Republic of Texas. Question number seven is television. The FX and Hulu series Reservation Dogs is both set in and filmed in the state of Oklahoma. The series has heavy product placement from what fast food chain whose headquarters is also located in the state of Oklahoma? I have not seen Reservation Dogs. Neil, have you? No, I know a lot about it. I've seen the trailers and stuff, and Taika Waititi talks about it quite a bit. It's um, a fantastic series, and I heavily recommend anybody watch it. Hmm. Okay, Jeff and I wrote down uh, three names, and Jeff circled one. We'll see if his luck uh, goes well this time. It won't. Joe, any thoughts? Not much. I wrote down a couple uh, a couple of fast food joints, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here, so if you have any inkling. The only thing I want to say is that uh, there's that show Chuck on ABC a while back, and uh, Subway stepped in to save the show by putting subway sandwiches like in every episode like very blatantly so maybe uh maybe subway chuck was an nbc show thank you oh nbc sorry. everything else about that was correct also the show was fantastic done no the best subway promoted <laughs> show of course is uh korean uh dramas so check out subway so korean subway dramas. put the point is, is that subway puts a lot of they ads and stuff so yep good subway like let's do it they are also yeah. the largest uh franchise by number of locations it's not what, even did, close. what did you guys say we uh we wrote down uh sonic and hardy's and i said jeff pick one and he circled hardy's yeah carl's jr is their west coast counterpart so maybe it's hardy's all right um hate to be the bearer of mad news but you were on the wrong side of the coin flip it was in fact sonic over <sighs> yeah. two on the coin flips today that's, that's right us two on a few so that's yeah, way again, like I said, if you haven't seen Reservation Dogs, it's definitely an amazing series, and I'm really sad that this is going to be the final season. All I knew is it wasn't Waffle House. Mm. <laughs> Question number eight, travel. If you look at your plane ticket and see you have a layover at the airport with the IATA code IAH, India Alpha Hotel, what city would you be stopping in? And for a bonus point, name the person that this airport is named after. This is not the sort of thing that I tend to remember. Yeah. Do you know how the runways are numbered? Like there's a very specific sequence of... Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there's a are great we, CGP yeah, we, we tap on this. <laughs> uh, there it is. Are we just going to take a tap on this? Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, Ken, what if I told you that uh, you have PTSD because of this airport? Oh, yeah. Were we there? We were. Maybe recently. Okay. Uh, I think IAH is the airport code for Ronald Reagan Airport. Clearly, I did not look at my ticket. Well, it was named after a president, but it isn't uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, this is Houston. And the ah. IAH uh, airport is named after George Bush. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Well, yeah, DCI. What was the? I don't know where we were. You were at I DCA. DCA. Eh, I took a guess. All right. Question number nine is comics. Bordering Hungary, Romania, and Serbia. What is the name of the fictional country found in Marvel Comics ruled by Doctor Doom? Presuming that this is the one that sounds like it's in that area from um, Avengers Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron. We're going to lock in. Okay. Uh, do you happen to know this one? I don't. Hoping you can help me out on this one. 
All right, so just um, presuming that it's the same one as that one that's run by Dr. Doom, which I can't confirm or deny, uh, the one from the movies was called Sokovia, I believe. And that's probably the best guess that we're going to have. Yeah, we also said Sokovia, which actually sounds like uh, some combination of Serbia, Croatia, and Romania. Romania. Um, I might need to fact check this. I mean, I did say comics, um, but does it start with an movie. L? Yes, Latveria is then what I, I think have you're right. from. Yeah, from Marvel Comics, but I don't know if in the movie franchise uh, they retcon that. If they did and say Doctor Doom rolled over Segovia, I'll give you credit. Nope, Doctor Doom's not in the MCU yet. So yeah, not good. yet. Perfect. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I, I had the L rolling around in my head, but I was never gonna pull that. So right. Both and teams. Uh, who, who's who's th- voting for President Doctor Doom? Did we even way? get the country name yet, guys? We didn't hear the answer. Yeah, he said it. Oh, yeah, Latveria. 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 Yeah, that's where we went today when we were lifting, right? Latveria. <laughs> uh, going into the final question, both teams over three in the last uh, the last three questions. So hopefully, we can end strong here. The capital of Latveria is Doomstadt. Doomstadt. Is that an IKEA product or or a metal band? Doctor Doom, twenty twenty four. Question number 10 is opera. What 1814 opera centering around the character Lenore rescuing her father was the only opera to have been written by Ludwig von Beethoven. Its title was also used as an important plot point in a 1999 film whose two stars were married on screen and in real life at the time. We can lock in over here. Geely? I know it was 2006 and they weren't married at the time. So I wasn't around in 1814. Surprise, surprise. But I was around in 1999. But I have to think about this one a little bit. We were... Oh, oh, oh. So uh, yeah, 1999. We, we know you know this. No. It, just, it just popped into my head. I swear I didn't realize it until. All right. So uh, married couple, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yes. Eyes wide shut. We're going to say uh, Fidelio. Yeah, we, we locked in with Ken's safe word, Fidelio. <laughs> it is, in fact, Fidelio. Uh, thanks for finishing with my favorite question of the game, because I love saying Fidelio. Glad we're not uh, making episode art for Ken's safe word as an episode title. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think my favorite thing is the trivia writers writing those questions where people are completely stumped, and then they reread it and think it over, and they're like, oh, and then they've kind of put it two and two together. After regulation, it looks like 27 guesses, picking up 16 points in that second half, bringing their total to 136 and still unable to pass them. And only two points behind is 10. Uh, what is it, Jeff? How to lose a quiz in 10 ways. Exactly. Uh, we picked up a measly 18 points, bringing our total to 134. So it is still two points. Two point game. Two point game. Well, you know, Neil, there's only one thing left to do. <laughs> <laughs> and go to the final round. All right, here are your categories for the final round. Number one, Smear Campaign. Number two, Axe to Fall. Number three, Irony is a Dead Scene. Number four, Sky Void of Stars. And number five, With Doom We Come. All right, the wagers are locked in, and uh, both teams kind of took a look at their score sheet and said, oh, we got about 50% right in the regular game, and wagered 15 on all of them, except uh, you guys threw 17 on one, Yeah, just in case we all swept. Yeah, so with Doom We Come may be the thing that ties it all up in the end. All right. But we shall see. All right, question number one, smear campaign. 
A controversial political ad involving a girl playing with a flower before getting annihilated by a nuclear bomb was created for the presidential campaign of what Democratic president? Question number two, axe to fall. Where's Papa going with that axe? Is the opening line to what beloved 1952 children's book? Question number three, irony is a dead scene. The Secret Service was created on April 14th, 1865 by Abraham Lincoln hours before he was assassinated. What type of crime was the Secret Service originally tasked with investigating? Question number four, sky void of stars. If a star nebula becomes an average star, it then becomes a red giant and then becomes a planetary nebula before eventually turning into what type of object, whose name may be familiar to fans of Games Workshop when used in a different context? And question number five, with doom we come. The two-piece Austrian metal band Summoning takes the majority of their lyrics from the poetry of J.R.R. Tolkien. The title of their 2018 album, With Doom We Come, is taken from the lyrics of a song found in the Two Towers. What characters sing this song in the book? We now have our questions. We're going to think about our answers, and we'll be right back after these messages. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. And we are back. We have our answers written. I think uh, we might have a couple good answers here. You guys? Pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty good? Good couple. All right. We'll see how it turns out. Again, we did uh, 15s all the way down and they did 17 on Doom to try to get that tie. So let's see what happens. All right. Uh, Question number one, smear campaign. A controversial political ad involving a girl playing with a flower before getting annihilated by a nuclear bomb was created for the presidential campaign of what Democratic president? I mean, that's how I want to go, first of all, playing with a flower. And then, uh, Joe, what did we end up saying here? We picked uh, Carter for this one. Yeah, we thought the time was right during the Cold War still. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's Carter. Um, I don't remember exactly kind of what the word verbiage in the ad was, but I can tell you that a vote for Barry Goldwater is basically like killing a little girl, according to LBJ. So, mm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I did hear you listing all the Democratic presidents, but we you forgot about to, LBJ, LBJ, and it was yeah. LBJ. Lyndon it was Johnson. it was definitely against Barry Goldwater. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, question number two: Axe to fall. Where's Papa going with that axe? Is the opening line to what beloved 1952 children's book? 
so I was recalling a little uh, tiny pig being born and then uh, the dad going to kill it right away and then uh, the spider swooping in to save the day. So we said Charlotte's Web. Yeah, uh, I read the version where the spider stomped on immediately, uh, written by myself because I don't like spiders, but we said Charlotte's Web. It's a crazy fanfic. <laughs> Very short. Yeah, um, it wasn't the spider that saved him. It was actually uh, his daughter. It was oh. uh, Charlotte's Web. So Question the web three. didn't really matter, ultimately. <laughs> Question number three. Irony is a dead scene. The Secret Service was created on April 14th, 1865 by Abraham Lincoln, hours before he was assassinated. What type of crime was the Secret Service originally tasked with investigating? Uh, we went with uh, counterfeiting. So did we. We said counterfeiting. To live and die in L.A., right, Neil? That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, counterfeiting, specifically money counterfeiting, but I'll give you both uh, points for that. Yep. If you asked for more specificity, we would have said currency. So. Yep. Uh, question number four, sky void of stars. If a star nebula becomes an average star, it then becomes a red giant and then becomes a planetary nebula before eventually turning into what type of object whose name may be familiar to fans of Games Workshop when used in a different context. Did you want to uh, go over our reasoning for this one, Joe? Yeah, so we were between a couple. We were eyeing up uh, supernova and uh, black hole, but given the... Uh category sky void of stars uh we kind of land on black hole Ooh, that's a great guess uh black hole sun um champagne supernova etc but uh I jeff think, i mean we, you might we took one. a different um star path and uh i can't remember what a planetary nova is but i thought red um i thought red giants turned into white dwarves so we said white dwarves yeah, the uh, periodical that Games Workshop releases with information on Warhammer 40K, Age of Sigmar, uh, Middle Earth, Tabletop, and all that other stuff is called White Dwarf. Mm, nice stuff. And question number five with Doom We Come. The two-piece Austrian metal band Summoning takes the majority of their lyrics from the poetry of J.R.R. Tolkien. The title of their 2018 album, With Doom We Come, is taken from the lyrics of a song found in the Two Towers. What characters sing the song in the book? Well, the boys across the table for me might have just clinched it, uh, but I can at least have the satisfaction of answering a Lord of the Rings question, hopefully correctly. We're going to say the Ents and uh, Treebeard. Yeah. I was going to say Treebeard and the Ents. Yeah, Treebeard, the Ents, uh, all of them were singing, so I'll give you credit for either of those answers. And a billion points uh, if you can tell me where the Entwives are, Jeff. With Doom They Come. We lost them. Okay. Billion points to you. Yay! We got a billion points, Neil. It, so in the end, it turns out it didn't matter it didn't at matter. all. We didn't need to play the game. Uh, it's all been a waste of time. <laughs> but a fun time. A fun time indeed. Uh, but it, what are the scores, just to make sure we've got this right? Well, to end this game, uh, we are cutting down the tree beards and making some paper in order to keep the score here. It looks like Team 27 Guesses is picking up 15 points, bringing their total to 151. And How to Lose a Quiz in 10 Ways, picking up 77 points, bringing their total to 211. 1,211,000,000. 1,211,000,000, making us today's cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Nicely done. I yeah. wanted the win, but uh, you know what? You you guys earned it with that final round. No, it was the final round. We were trailing the whole game, and we were able to come out strong. We, we thought that that 17-point wager was going to be a gamble, but luckily 
we were able to pick up the other question. It's so unlike me to drop the ball in the final round. Yeah, right. That's not in your modus operandi, as Jeff would say. But got to give it up to Joe. He was an excellent teammate. Uh, it's sad to say goodbye, but it is time. Uh, Joe, any final shout-outs today? Uh, no, I think I think I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, shout-out to my trivia crew, my poker crew. Um, yeah, had a great time. Thanks again. Sweet. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. And all those questions were so well-written uh, and very inventive, and that could only come from a uh, – Season pro. A season pro. And uh, Alex, you are definitely a season pro. Uh, happy moving to your new place. But any shout outs you'd like to give before we let you get back to on, you know, taking boxes and, and putting them away and everything? <laughs> definitely appreciate it, guys. I've uh, been fans of the show for years. But uh, do you have some shout outs to my trivia co writers, Justin at Einstein Trivia and Matt at Trivia Lab? Also to my old trivia teams at The Irishmen, who I miss uh whiskey within matt who goes by a different team name each week taming impalas you can't get herpes twice quiz in my pants average at best what's that saxophone and that one team that always changes their name but the last one i remembered was it's raining cats and russian oligarchs (laughs) very good great team names uh and ken speaking of names there's some great names on our network is that right yeah, that's right. Uh, Airwave Media is our network, and uh, their website is, unsurprisingly, airwavemedia.com. Oh, you corner could, the market. Yeah. You could find uh, such great shows as Fan Theory Queries, Queen's Podcast, and Who Arted. All right. Well, we know I a lot of... I always say Who Arted. That's because a that's lot of people are... Title. They get a lot of plugs on our show. What can I say? We need some plugs here because there's a lot of arting going around in the sweat lodge every episode we record, so... Oh, I thought you were going to make an arty uh, hair plug. Never mind. No. <laughs> well, thank you very much to Joe and Alex for joining us today and for Matt, who is on a pig farm. We hope he's doing well. Speaking he's got of, the shovel in hand. He's got the shovel. He doesn't have the axe in hand, as we learned from Charlotte's Web. We don't want to axe the pigs. But uh, thank you very much to Matt, Joe, Alex, Ken, and Jeff. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality.